Welcome to episode one of the empowerment session with your hosts, Dina D'Alessandro and Yasmin Coxum. In this episode, you'll learn a little bit about who we are, as well as what you can expect when you listen to the empowerment session. So let's get empowered. Hi, Dina. Hi. I am so happy that we are starting this podcast together, and I'm really hoping that our listeners will get all they can from our sessions, or rather our talks. So just to make our listeners aware of where we got this name, the Empowerment Session, is because it's going to be a conversation between Dina and I, uh, me being Yasmeen, uh, it will be a conversation between us about the different ways that we are improving our lives and hoping that in sharing these methods with you, you will be inspired to, to also maybe implement some of them uh, as well as uh, empower yourselves. So uh, I've done a bit of talking. Dina, um, would you like to tell our listeners how we met? Yes. And I wanted just to say that it excites me very much because you and I have met a while ago and this is our first joint project together. And I know that when we are having our conversations in an informal setting that I'm often very inspired by our discussions and empowered by your discussions and motivated to continue being productive and efficient. And I'm so glad that we can also maybe share that information as well with whoever's listening. So I'm going to roll it back here a little bit. I want to say 15 years ago, if I remember correctly, that I was in the publishing world at the time and we both signed up to be volunteers for, uh, a seminar on that was given by a woman named Pamela Mitchell Mitchell. And she was uh, talking about reinventing your career. She had started some program series of that. And she eventually ended up writing a book about it too, about the laws of career reinvention. So since we were volunteering to work at the registration desk, we also benefited from being able to hear that seminar for ourselves. And then we got a chance to talk about it soon after. I think if I remember correctly, we walked right outside and just started chatting and it was in the Soho area in New York city. And we became fast friends because we were so pumped from what we just heard. And we both had great um, ideas and uh, goals for ourselves. And so that's, that's my first memory of how, you and I met and then obviously, you know, over the course of the years to come of how we've interacted since then. Okay, great. Now I definitely remember everything about that particular evening when we met, because I remember just how friendly and open you were. And uh, you also, you know, seem to be pretty with it as well. You know, you seem to uh, have your finger on the pulse as they say, or, uh, have your eye on the ball, mm-hmm. uh, you know, those types of things. And so, you know, I felt a very positive vibe from you as we were both standing behind that, uh, that registration table. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think uh, listening to Pamela's uh, talk really just kind of uh, solidified that for us, uh, the energy, it solidified that energy 
that uh, began when we were signing people in before the event even began. Right. So going forward, uh, what I do remember is us uh, staying in contact because of the vibe that we did share. And uh, eventually we met up and we worked not too far from each other at that moment. I was working at Time Inc., Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe for fortune.com, I believe that's what was happening at that point, but I have had various positions at Time Inc. So um, I believe that's the position I had Mm -hmm. uh, when we, when we met um, as like a a sales assistant of sorts for fortune.com. And you were working at Simon and Schuster, which was uh, basically across the street. I mean, basically. That, that whole area with uh, Radio City Music Hall and yep, Rockefeller and, Center, yeah, Rockefeller mm-hmm. Center area. Yes. So I remember us meeting up and, you know, I really don't remember much about that conversation except for the fact that you introduced me to some of the girls. I think that that's when you introduced me to this group called some of the girls who often uh, met up and did really interesting things um some of it was maybe brunches some of it was like parties like I remember an awesome Halloween party and it's kind of like meetups before meetups began where it was just like a group of women who you know maybe some of them were new to the city or they just you know wanted to meet and vibe with the different uh people Mm -hmm. and uh I went on a hike with them um you know I did all this interesting stuff and I remember thinking that that was really awesome that you shared that resource with me and you know I just wanted to to keep our friendship uh and keep our camaraderie going from there so uh, you know I want to I would like to hand it over to you once again to talk about the board meetings of what a board meeting is and how we continue to develop our camaraderie through the board meeting setup sure so much like you were just saying about that group called some of the girls which was New York City based it was a variety of people and it was almost before the time of meetups as meetups are now it's a more formal website and group you know and there's a lot of different like channels that they have um foreign languages and wine clubs etc so much like that our board meetings what what we termed back then to be board meetings i guess would be what are considered mastermind groups now where taking away from what we learned in pamela's seminar about reinvention she (laughs) mentioned about establishing for yourselves a group or a board of directors where you would choose people who maybe didn't know you so well, like a parent, a sibling, a best, best, best friend for, you know, for, from childhood or whatever, uh, because you wanted to have this kind of like um, dynamic where if people needed to kind of tell you what's what, they would tell you what's what instead of just constantly encouraging you to do awesome because you're awesome and everything's awesome. So the board meetings started out in that way where we select people in our case, it was us. And I had some offshoots of that too, for publishing people that I worked with as well. And that's been going for almost every year where we develop, um, and much like masterminds, you know, you develop a, a regular time that you meet with people. For me, it was an entire year. I think it was once every month for an entire year. That was fairly regular and depending on how many people were involved in it. So sometimes it was two, sometimes it was eight, depends on the year that we were working. And really it's just to kind of handhold and keep accountable everybody in that group dynamic 
in helping them pursue their goals. And more often than not, just by having that regular accountability and people who are of like minds, but maybe come from different paths and experiences who can offer up a different insight into things. If you're stuck on something, they were able to encourage you to move past a barrier or put you in touch with somebody. So the networking component there was really, really key. But at the end of these months, these years of working with these people, we all found that we were all so much closer in reaching whatever our goal was than we had been in the past five years of it just being a dream. And that was really something kind of cool too, to watch everybody succeed at these things. Yeah. Um, that, that's one of the awesome things I think about these groups, you know, not just kind of sitting around and, and talking about the, the hopes, the goals, the dreams, but then actually seeing people achieve different milestones that, right. that it, they set out to achieve. So initially it was brunches. And I think uh, you said something, they were brunch bunches or something. Brunch bunch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember, but maybe that's what you call them. Um, but yeah, to me, they were just like, okay, these cool networking uh, brunch things uh, mm-hmm. with this new savvy girl that I met uh, from <laughs> Simon and Schuster. That's what they were for me. Um, <laughs> And then they evolved uh, into, so initially I want to say it would be, I don't know how many people, because our listeners might be curious as to the mechanics of this. Sure. And I was thinking, okay, well, when it was the brunches, I don't know how many people, it just was kind of like, depending on who was available to, to come to brunch or whatever. Right. Yeah. Maybe um, half, half a dozen, eight yeah. depends. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes I feel like it was maybe like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Ten people, like it was like we were taking up half the restaurant sometimes. But um, later it became more targeted. And this is when I I really felt like I was uh, benefiting a lot from it because then it was kind of like a a whole, you had an onboarding system that you did. Yes. Where, you know, it was kind of like, okay, you, we set goals. We set like, smart goals or we had like a some type of um before we did that it's kind of like a little questionnaire I think you sent out to get a feel for who would be interested in participating that particular year and then it was like a set amount of people I think it was like maybe then it was definitely like six people or so because of the intensity of the group and you know being able to pair people off and do that type of thing and so Uh, It ended up being like a, I mean, I really was, I really admired the system that you ended up setting up in terms of how that worked and flowed. And uh, you really felt like you were, you know, part of something that when you came out on the other end of it, you were going to see some results, basically. Um, So, and I think we were doing groups like, um, what is, what is Google groups? No, what was it called back? Uh, I, I forgot. It was, it was not what. I think it was a hang- hangout. Was it yes, hangouts? That, yes, it was. Yes, it was hangouts. It was Google Hangouts. Yes, yes. And uh, but then it eventually, since you and I were based in New York, and some of the people were based in New Jersey, or wasn't there a Philadelphia girl? I don't know. There were people. I don't yes. know other places. And since you and I, you know, had developed the friendship in the first place, you know, I was like, well, let me just go to your house and so <laughs> going to your house, being at your house while. <laughs> you know, the other people were dial like dialing in to use a really old framework to explain getting together on the dialing up. Um, so, 
yes, and uh, and that was great because then we'd have like little bits to eat maybe sometimes beforehand, and we could look at each other to our, each other's planners and Correct. talk about our stuff, and then we would kind of join the group and see you know and, and develop in that way. So, yeah, I mean, uh, it was really really excellent, and I just want to let our listeners know also that that wasn't the last time we interacted with Pamela Mitchell because. I ended up uh, working at Essence Magazine uh, at Time, Inc., and she was doing a little talk there, uh, you know, promoting her book. And, you know, I came up to her, I said, hi, et cetera. And I wanted her, of course, to sign my copy of the book. And she's like, oh, Yasmin, Dina's friend. Oh, you're in the book. And I remember being like, what? I'm in the book? <laughs> and she, because you stayed in touch with Pamela. Yes. In order, and I think because of the fact <clears throat> that you were doing the board meetings, you know, you guys kind of ended up staying in touch and you were talking with her about how you were facilitating your own board meetings. And then, uh, you know, uh, you ended up, I guess, saying something about me. I don't know. And so it was in the book. It was like, I felt like such a celebrity. Oh, my God, I'm in this woman's career reinvention book. And it's like, Yasmin, a savvy, whatever it was. Yes. Said. And it was like, I just felt super special. I was like, ah. And after that, you actually appeared on Pamela Mitchell's podcast. Um, yes. Podcast. And that was also really awesome, you know, to, that, that kind of the same thing that brought us together kind of held a little thread um, for quite a few years there uh, with our, our, within our friendship. Everything we have ever accomplished in our lives, we owe to Pamela Mitchell. If this is better. <laughs> this is going to really just be a Pamela Mitchell stand, stand Shout session. Shout out to Pamela Mitchell. Stand so Shout you are exactly where I'm actually... <laughs> I'm actually looking through my Kindle because I wanted to see if I have it loaded on here, but you're right. I think we're on page like one. So for anybody who ends up going to buy this book, it's the 10 laws of career reinvention by Pamela Mitchell. We are on page 125. She uh, categorized her chapters in certain ways. And, and because you know, there's more to the story, there's 10 laws. One of the laws is developing a director, a board of directors. And she interviewed me and asked me to share my story. And I did, I, you know, I asked, I think I might've asked some of you, is it okay if she uses your first name or something? So we might've thought we were just having a conversation and not really realizing we would eventually be ending up in print. Uh, but yes, that's correct. So she and I had crossed paths, kept crossing paths. She included us, you included in the board meeting discussion. And then when she did her podcast of me, it was such a great conversation that we ended up having two episodes back to back. So that's one of the shining moments of my life, that whole little section of time where um, I was really developing myself. And I, you know, just as a backstory quickly, I, I have many careers. A lot of us sometimes are so worried about jumping ship of things that are not working for us, but I had many careers. And most of that discussion was revolving exactly around that, reinventing yourself, seeing who the future you wants to be. And, uh, and just as a side note, which I'm sure we'll talk about this today or maybe in another episode, but I do often tend to do that. I get a concept idea and then I immediately run with it. And then I'm like, hold on a second. I need to get super structured <laughs> and take over. So as Yasmin was saying, uh, yeah, we had the whole Google drive going and I had created 
uh, questionnaires for people just to make sure there was a like-mindedness because it's one thing to have something informal, but I also wanted to make sure we were all going to be committed because that's really the thing. It was making sure that the people who were in these groups were there to support each other, not just for the individual gain. And so if they were going to flake out or if they weren't really 100% invested, that could then be an issue for the rest of us too because we were relying on that dynamic of helping us pursue and, and push, push forward with our, our next steps, our objectives, our goals. So speaking of next steps, objectives, and goals, what is the objective of our podcast? And what can our listeners expect from our session? Um, basically, you're listening to it now. I mean, you're listening to us kind of talk about the things that we have done to keep our goals top of mind um, and to empower each other. And so who is the podcast really for? It is for like-minded individuals who are also on that journey to improve their lives and to see what steps they can take in order to do that, what habits they can um, start to incorporate or drop uh, that they feel will uh, really elevate their lives uh, in the way that they would like to see their future selves. And uh, we really, uh, a lot of times when you listen to podcasts, uh, a lot of the people have already arrived at their destination. Right. So already, you know, oh yes, they're kind of like reaching back to explain how I became a millionaire, how I... Right became this awesome entrepreneur or, you know, it's, which there's nothing wrong with that at all. There's nothing wrong with reaching a certain area or a, a certain plateau rather in your life and deciding, you know what, I want to share mm -hmm. with other people because I want them to learn from my gains. But this podcast is more of, we are on that journey. Mm -hmm. We are on that journey together. Me and Dina are on the journey and we'd like you guys to, to come along with us. And so, you know, um, if you haven't reached that point in your life yet, it, you know, it, it's kind of like encouraging you to know that you can still do so. Yes. Um, and, and, and that's really what we're hoping that you get from, from our session. Right. I was going to say, too, you know, there's one thing about being an expert in your field or getting to that point where you do feel that you've made it in that way. But I think there's also something to be said about the ongoing professional development of, I think, Yasmin, you, you term it like 10xing our lives in that way of not being satisfied with just hitting that moment and saying, I've reached this pinnacle, but what's my next year look like? What's my next three to five years look like? What, what am I going to be doing to leave a mark or leave a legacy and be of service in this world in some way. And I think that's really what I love about our relationship too, is that we're always encouraging and also kind of pushing each other in that direction of being held accountable, doing the next thing, being uncomfortable, you know, trying things out and also being okay with letting things go, as you said before. Great. So um, to wrap up here, um, what is, one tip that you would like to share uh, that you are using right now in order to help improve yourself on 
on on the path to our future selves. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's a combination of stuff. I mean, we always talk about I said I think I said before about systems, putting systems in place in some way. Systems can be anything. It could be a notebook, it could be a calendar, it could be a productivity tool in that way as well. So I like electronic stuff and I also like paper stuff. So I tend to as I'm looking behind me now, I have a giant calendar that's handwritten with a ton of post-it notes on it and that is when I'm achieving certain things I'm marking that down as done or scheduled to be done I also have an electronic system that I use every day with my iCal on my phone and that's everything that has to be uh, done is also scheduled accordingly because that's something we believe in as well you know you can have hopes and dreams and a whole list of to-do things but if you don't make time to actually do them, they don't get to did. And then the third thing is my paper planner. And Yasmin, you saw that before when I was working on it, where it just looks like a brain dump, like a huge mind map of just everything in tons of different colors and Sharpie markers and um, just like this really colorful, I don't know, Dina, mind mapping of things. Dina, I just, I have to stop. <laughs> I have to highlight the fact that you said it doesn't get to did, you know, <laughs> This is one of my favorite things about you. Your awesome sense of humor. I mean, that's just that's just great. I was like cracking up when you said I could I couldn't even really hear what you said after that because I was too busy <laughs> laughing. <laughs> laughing at this. It doesn't get to do. Oh, uh, you kids are in for a big, big good surprise. <laughs> I got a lot of lot of silly, silly sayings and things under my belt. I'm glad you got a kick out of it. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. So. Um, okay. Um, mm. you know, wait, wait, what about you? What about you? You share with your, your input of like what works for you as far as productivity, efficiency, and so on. Well, I find that routines work well for me. So as you know, I'm a big uh, fan of the miracle morning, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Hal Elrod's uh, the Miracle Morning. I read his book back in 2017 and started to implement um, the things, the, the six savers uh, that he talks about um, in order to kind of have a focus, uh, a focus, a way to start my day where I can be focused. Um, and I feel like that helps me um, in a lot of ways. And, you know, in addition to that, uh, I also am a big fan of post-its and keeping goals like right in your face and top of mind, mm -hmm. uh, making lists. But, you know, just like with anything else, I feel like you develop habits and routines and then you're constantly revising them because, you know, at some point I start to feel like these lists maybe get out of hand and it's like, you know that you're not technically going to do all of these things in one day, but mm -hmm. I also feel like I need to get them out of my brain, as you've said a lot of times, and onto paper, um, you know, just so that there's a written account of them somewhere. <laughs> but yet, do I think I'm going to accomplish all of that in the day? No. So I, I have become a fan of highlighting two or three things that I feel are the most uh, significant and working on those. And I feel like as I'm continuing, uh, that's the way it's going to go. I feel like, uh, you know, I'm leaning more towards instead of like the grand list of 20 million things or goals, I'm leaning more towards this is my singular goal. And there are so many steps within one goal. 
that I think people don't necessarily think about. So there are so many steps within one goal that you could literally focus on one goal and, you know, mm-hmm. all of the steps it takes to accomplish that, you know, are enough. I mean, that's enough. And you can say, boom, I have ticked that off at the end of the year, mm-hmm. let's say, uh, because sometimes maybe having a lot of goals uh, can become overwhelming. It can seem like a juggling act, et cetera. And then you're like, oh, I didn't accomplish this. I didn't accomplish that. I didn't know. So <laughs> having one and checking in on the steps that you're taking to make that happen is also fine. There's nothing wrong with having nothing wrong with having one. Um, right. Um, you know, there is a book and I cannot think of the author at this particular moment called the one thing. And, you know, that, that really is about focusing on one strong area that you want to improve and going towards that. Mm -hmm. Um, so yes. So I guess, I guess that answers the question with a lot of, a lot of different layers, but that, that, that I hope that that answered the question. It absolutely does. And that's uh, the one thing by Gary Keller. Yes, Gary Keller. Gary Keller. Which brings me to, I wanted to add as well, to the point about what people can learn and what they're getting out of this is that you and I do a lot of reading and a lot of productivity tools and things that we take into consideration. And I think that's going to be something that is uh, weaved into our discussions. You know, all the things that we're learning and the things that we're checking off and all these 10 steps and challenges and things that we're trying to accomplish and, you know, whether or not we're being successful or challenged by these things are going to, are definitely going to come into our conversations as well. Okay, everyone. So I hope you've enjoyed getting empowered with us. Please use the link in the description box to comment, ask questions, or make suggestions for future content. And be sure to tune in next week for another session of empowerment.